Hey, hey, world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist, and the host of Blah Diaries Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning your mess into a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. So, I hope everyone had a happy, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope that you have a happy holiday going forward. And so today I want to talk about black men do cry and the conversations that are never heard. I was 13 years old and I went into my uncle's room one day. I knocked on the door and he opened the door. He would always lock the door, but he opened the door and he let me in. And I saw this heavy sadness in his face. Knew that he was not feeling his best that day. Um, but I, I didn't know if it was physical or mental. And he began, he picked up his flute and then he began to play it. And as he was playing this one particular song, he started to cry. And he put down the flute and he started, and as he was crying, he kept apologizing for crying. And he said something. He was like, I'm not supposed to cry. I'm a black man. I'm, a, I'm not supposed to cry. I'm a strong black man. He said that about five or six times. And I couldn't get it because I thought, it's okay to cry. I know the conversations that we often don't allow the men in our lives, whether it be our fathers, our brothers, our cousins in them, to have because in their head and in their mind we don't grant them permission to be weak the black man the black man that we love so dearly however we love them are not allowed to cry my son I told him and my sons and they'll tell you this it's okay to cry it's okay to cry, I would tell my son. It's okay to say that it hurts. It's okay to say that I'm not strong today. It's okay. And if you are an African-American man listening to this, it's okay to say I need counseling. It's okay to say that I can't deal with the weight of my trauma and my drama and my pain. And I need help. I can't do this by myself. And I need you to just listen to me. Because sometimes as women, we talk too much. We want to be heard, but we don't want to listen. And that's just real talk. The suicide rate in African-American men are rising higher and higher every day. Because we don't allow them or give them permission to have the hard conversations. We too busy telling the men that we love that you're not granted. You're not granted that permission because you strong and black men can be weak, can't be weak. The truth of the matter is that we gotta start letting them have that conversation even if it's going to hurt our feelings. Whether it's your mother, your sister, your cousins and them, 
or the man that you love, you gotta have those hard conversations. You gotta. Because it is taking a toll on their mental health. We want to be right. As a woman, I want to be right. I want to be right. But I, here's, 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 my, here's my thinking. I would rather be wrong. I, be re- I would rather be told I'm wrong by my sons, by my children, if it's going to help them heal. And the person that loves me, I would rather them sit there and say, listen, at one point in time, you hurt me. Because I don't want no conversations unsaid. I don't want that. I'm okay with womaning up and saying I'm wrong. Because if it's going to help. See, I'm getting older. Right? I'm getting older. And those children, those sons that I birthed out my punani. My children. Have the right to tell me that I wasn't perfect. That I didn't make every right decision. Because it's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact. And especially for my sons. If it's going to make them better. If it's going to give them the life that they deserve. Where they can go into marriages and relationships and friendships healed and whole. We are allowing, we are, we are setting, my thing is set my babies free. Set my babies free because when I was a child and I was growing up in poverty and dealing with the shit that I was dealing with on an everyday basis, I didn't have that freedom. I wasn't allowed to have those hard conversations. And the only space, and and it is a true blessing, the only space and place that I had those conversations with was my Uncle Kale. Because he was into counseling, he was into therapy, and even though he was just dealing with HIV and, and substance abuse counseling, he understood the psyche. And he understood that night, my uncle would come in and say 90% of what black men, he's, and he would just, you know, he dealt with black men, are dealing with is the conversations that were never had. The hard conversations, and it doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter. If I cry during that conversation, but if at the end of the conversation we can heal and move forward, then I'm good. It was worth the tears. It was worth the tears because too many of our black men are damaged, damaged by the shit. And I'm not telling, and they can't let it go. They front like they let it go. They pretend like they let it go. They pretend that they healed. Because they got the nice jewelry and the nice cars and the nice houses. And everything is perfect. But go in that household. He tore up from the floor. Go in his household. I'm talking about his heart, mind, and spirit. And he tore up from the floor. He can't even smile. He can't even have the conversations. He can't hug his children the way he deserves to. He can't hug and love on his wife the way he wants to because he's holding on to some shit that he has not let go of. And as I was writing the round table of love, the round table of love and marriage, that's the first thing I thought about. 
I thought about our mental health. I thought about my characters and their psyche and what made them do what they do. Because here's the thing, whether we want to believe it or not, there's always a why. There's always a why your husband or your girlfriend or your mama or your daddy or anybody in your family is acting the way they're acting. No matter how we try to front, no matter how we try to cover it up, there is a why. There is a why. He can't, he can't function the way he functioned. My uncle used to say that... Oh, and I can share this, and I'm not ashamed to share it, that me and my brother always lived in plastic bags, right? So we never had a dresser. I did not get a dresser until I was an adult, right? But even when I had a dresser, I would always have garbage bags of clothes, garbage bags full of clothes. And my uncle said, I bought you a dresser. My uncle would say, you don't know how to live because you're afraid to. Because those those garbage bags symbolized my childhood. I was always afraid that I would have to pack up and move. To this day, I still carry everything with me. When someone sees me with a book bag, And I know people, I know for a fact, people are like, what the hell? She carried all this stuff in her book bag. Just in case of an emergency. I was always afraid that I would have to get up and move. And that's my trauma. That came from a childhood of being woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning and saying, you got to get up and go. We got to move out of here. Not knowing why. Not knowing the why. But I had to get up and I had to move. So I carry a bag and all my, most not my important, but I'm nervous. That's a childhood trauma. And the the thing is, is that you can't understand the people that you love until you understand their why. Even if you're a part of their why. Even if you are the cause to the problem. Even if so. I want people to say, give it to God and let's have the conversation. Not let's give it to God. I get it. Give it to God. I want you to. Goodness gracious, give it to your higher power. But have the conversation with me. Because you giving it to God is your healing. Me having the, you giving it to God and us praying over it and about it and having the conversation so that we can forgive and move forward is the steps that should be ordered. That's just my belief. You don't have to like it. You don't have to understand it. But I can't, and, and you know, it, it. dealing with my babies, one day I had to sit my children down, every last one of them, and say, I am sorry there were days That I was not the best mother to you. That I allowed what was hurting me to spill onto you. I wasn't abusive. But I wasn't always at my best. Right? I wasn't always, I was always there. But somewhere along the lines, I pulled away emotionally. Right? And it wasn't because I didn't love them. I was going through my own stuff. 
I was dealing with their dad. And I would be mad at their dad and then get mad at them. And and that's happened. I can't sit here and I'm not going to ever front. I just can't. I just can't front for nobody. But it's happened. I've sat in places and and felt like I was I, I wasn't in relationships and allowed the past traumas from my childhood spill into the personal relationships and that's why I couldn't love them the way people used to say, Tamara, you pull away. And they are a hundred percent right. I'm quick to pull away. I'm not ashamed of me. Cause I that's why I'm healing forward. Because I'm not ashamed of Tamara. And that took years. Years of understanding. A lot of black men are not having the hard conversations because they're going to have to own up to some stuff. They're going to have to apologize for the things that they were and they weren't. And I noticed my uncle's healing. When my uncle was dealing with having HIV and being an alcoholic, the first thing that I noticed was when he was having, I'd never forget, he invited me to a substance abuse. Uh, wow. He invited me to one of his meetings that he was conducting. And in the meeting, my uncle, who was an alcoholic, was sitting in the meeting. And he pulled me up and he pulled me beside him. And he said, I have to apologize for the times that he, I, and I remember this day vividly. He said she was about 12 years old. He said, I was real depressed. I just found out I had HIV. I just found out that it felt like I, I, I definitely had a death sentence on my life. And I just wasn't at my best. And Tamara came in the kitchen and I was drinking a cup of tea and having a honey bun. And we, him and I, would always joke. He would call me Zingbots because, honey, the back of my nape, honey, a girl tighter than anything in the world. These girls back here in the back of my nape, they was always Zingbots. No matter if you gave me a perm, this back part right here would get nappy. And his joke was Zingbot. So I went in and I would always joke about him looking like a giraffe because my uncle was very tall and his neck was very long. So I would always call him a giraffe. So when I came in to joke, he yelled and said, leave me the fuck alone. Get the fuck out of my face. And I was devastated. I didn't say anything because I didn't know what I had did wrong. He apologized. He said, I'm apologizing because I took out my pain on my niece who had absolutely no clue. He said, had I reverted the conversation and said to her, Tamara, I just am not at my best today. I don't feel like joking. She would have backed away. But I never said nothing. I never said to her that right now I'm not in that space in that place. She didn't know. She's a kid. And he said, and he asked this question, and I'm asking my listeners, how many times 
have you said to the person that you love or don't love anymore? I'm just not in that place. And I I don't want to joke and I don't want to laugh because I feel like crying. He said, how many of you have said, I'm trying to go to the next day of not drinking and drugging. And today, of all days, I want to drink bad. And I want to smoke crack bad. And I want to, I want to shoot up bad. But I can't, I, can't, I can't deal with you and deal with me. Give me my space. He said, because once we have the real and honest conversation... We can heal. That person will understand that you're in a battle of your life and they need to step back. He said, have the hard conversation. Have the conversation about the abuse and the neglect, even if it's writing a letter. Have a conversation that what that woman did to you on that day hurt you. It devastated you. And ripped you apart. And it, it broke the way you love. Because even if she don't give you the power, the converse, even if she don't give you the apology that you need, or accept the truth, at least you're free. At least you're not hurting anymore. And that's the thing that we have to let go of. We have to stop saying to our black men, you can't cry. Oh, that's why you bringing up old shit. I need you to bring up the old shit so you can welcome in the new. I need you to bring up that old shit. Talk about it to your face turn blue. Because if that's going to help you heal, if that's going to help you stay drug free, if it's going to help you to be the productive and loving and honest man that you need to be, then do it. If I can help you set free, then let me be that blessing. Because here's the thing, and I say this to my children all the time. You can't heal what you hide. I don't don't care what nobody. If you hiding it, you're not healing. Because you have to have the hard conversations. You have to say that, and even if your voice cracks and you don't drop a single tear, saying that it hurt me frees you. I'm not afraid to say if something hurts me. I'm not afraid to show my tears. I don't care who gonna get mad. I don't care if they say I'm weak. I don't care if they say I'm a punk. I am free. I am free. Because I gotta deal with my shit. Because I have so much more in this life than sorrows and drama and trauma and mess. And the only way black men are gonna heal and be become become better for not only their families, but most of all, themselves. I don't want you to do it for her. I don't want you to do it for your mama. I don't want you to do it for your grandchildren or your cousins in them or your, 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 your newborn. Do it for you. It's nothing more freer than saying that I dealt with my shit. I owned up to the things I did, the things I didn't do. I, I, I released it. And the people that I hurt, I told them I was sorry. And I meant that shit. It wasn't because I wanted to kill some karma. Because you can't kill karma. If karma coming around, she coming around the mountain and she coming. And she coming around the mountain and she coming. Regardless. 
But if you are brave enough to fix you, and I know I sound real preachy, but that's okay. If you are brave enough to fix you, you can change a nation. Our communities can't heal forward because we won't we won't deal with the stuff that made us broken. We won't have the hard conversations with our moms who made us who who wasn't perfect. I'm telling you as a mother of, of six beautiful children that I made mistakes. That I allowed my depression and, and dealing with men that weren't good for me. And I didn't have a lot of men. I dealt with my their children, their dad, and that other dude in them. <laughs> the other dude in them. <laughs> and, and and the other gentleman. That there was days that I had to cry in silence. And I pushed them away because I was hurting. Because I didn't want them to, I didn't want my hurt to reflect on them. And that's what I had to say to my children. I had to say to my family. Sometimes I pushed you away because I didn't want you to have an ounce of my hurt. And I didn't realize in the pushing you away, I was still hurting. I was still hurting you. I hope, I hope, and I hope that somebody listens to this message, whoever that may be, whatever black man or black woman who listens to this and goes to their son and say, you need to listen to this because what she's saying is true. You have to fix yourself. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to say, mom, dad, grandma, auntie, girlfriend, it's girlfriend, we need to have a conversation because I need to fix me. And you are holding, and, your pain, and the pain that you cause me, there's no, there's no the end. There's no the end. There's no understanding, and I can't understand it. And for me to heal, I need understanding. I did that for my characters in the round table of truth, of love, and marriage. Because I needed black love to live. But I needed my characters to address their issues as well. And be able to say to the person that they love, you hurt me. I love you. I care about you. But you hurt me. You made me cry. And I'm talking about the black men. (laughs) I had to have my black character, my black men in that book. Just say, listen, you're not right. And it hurts. And I can't understand why you're doing this. And to get to the understanding, because for every person's action, there is a reaction. And the reaction may be that they too are hurting. They too don't understand you. And the clearest way that we can heal is communication. The clearest way that we can heal, I don't give a damn how many women you screw. I don't give a damn how much... Whatever you do that you do, I don't care how well you dress. I don't care how much you cover up the paint inside of you. If I took off every stitch of your clothes, I could see depression and hurt and betrayal. And this did that, this happened and that happened. And these wounds that are not healed. Just because you look good on the outside don't mean that your heart and your mind and your spirit ain't toe up from the flow up. So guys, listen, thank you so much for listening to Black Diaries.
February 14th will be the release of the Round Table of Truth about love and marriage. On my birthday will be the release of Dethrow. That's my thug book, y'all. I went hard on this. Because karma don't sleep. Like I said, she'll be coming around the mountain when you think she ain't looking, honey. She gonna be coming around the mountain. Miss Karma, Mr. and Mrs. Karma, they have no problem with showing up to your address at all. So guys, listen, I got a little, my allergies are terrible. Isn't this season terrible? Anyway, I'm losing focus, y'all. Gotta come back. I need y'all to do me a favor. I need you to be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Number two, it's Black Friday. I'm going to need y'all to support some businesses. I'm going to need y'all to support some black businesses. Y'all shopping? Shop. 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 Y'all know I'm a black business, right? Go ahead and buy my books. Buy all of them if you want. Gift it to somebody. Um, But I need y'all shopping at black stores. I need y'all to give that love and support to the people that y'all care about. Shop, 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 shop. What, what, what? Shop, 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 shop. Buy something, bro. Something. I'm just tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Shop and support your black businesses. And lastly, listen. This is important. This is important. It's okay to go to counseling together. It's okay to seek therapy. Black men, if you need to cry today, go cry. If you need to have that hard conversation, go have it. Black women, it's okay to cry. It's okay to take off your S off your chest and say, today I'm weak. I ain't going to be weak for long, but today I need to cry. I need to say that I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed out. And I need to say those things that... People tell me I can't say because I can say it. Guess why? Because I'm grown. And even if I'm not grown, I can say it because it's affecting me. My uncle used to say, F your feelings. I didn't get it until today. The reason he said, F your feelings is because he wasn't dealing with things that he needed to deal with. Checking, acknowledging your feelings Let me just say this. Acknowledging your feelings doesn't mean, and I mean this from my rooter to my tutor, acknowledging your feelings doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're brave enough and strong enough to address the things that you need to change. And I promise you, if you're willing to address, change, and move forward, And forgive, honey, that's the biggest and most beautiful freedom ever. Ever. So, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Visit me on Instagram at Tam Loves to Write. Visit me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write. Or to me, oh, and on Twitter, on on Instagram, Tamara Designs. So, guys, listen, I love y'all. I really do. Heal forward. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.